Nicholas Ghost here. Uh, just letting you know there is a gonna be disclaimer for murder, and I think I mentioned raped once. And yeah, so if there is anything that you don't like about that, you should probably skip this episode. Okay, bye. Hello, everybody. Hi. <laughs> Welcome back to the next episode of Tea Party with Ghost. I am Ghost. I'm Ash. And hi. So what kind of tea are you drinking tonight? Earl Grey again, as last week. <laughs> and I have Lady Grey. So delicious. We just got the greys. Yep. <laughs> so we are taking a road trip to Arizona. Ooh. Uh, yeah, Arizona... I can't remember if it's Arizona or New Mexico, has some of the weirdest ass names of towns I've ever heard. Like, there's one called Truth and Truth or Consequences is the name of the town. Huh. Yeah, let me look real quick and see if that was in New Mexico or Arizona. Almost. Yeah, it's New Mexico, so. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. Those two states kind of, like, seem the same to me because, you know, we don't live anywhere near there, so. <laughs> All other states are fictional. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Except for, like, the southeast, because, you know, that's where we're immediately at. Yeah. And Florida's just its own goddamn cryptid, so. <sighs> Florida's just Florida. And I was born there, <laughs> but. <laughs> Goodness. Yeah. So, anyways, we are taking a road trip to Arizona. And so, we're going to hear the story of Bob Crane. Now, uh, Robert Edward Crane, also known as Bob Crane, was born on July 13th, 1928 in Waterbury, Connecticut. He spent his teenage years playing the drums and organizing marching bands. He knew he wanted to be in the show business and use music as his ticket. Crane joined the Connecticut Symphony Orchestra while still in school and graduated in 1946. After a stint in the Connecticut National Guard, Crane took a local radio. Crane took to local radio and became a fledgling tri-state area broadcaster. His witty disposition led CBS to hire him as a host at their flagship KNX station in 1956. He interviewed Marilyn Monroe, Bob Hope, and Charlton Heston. Hmm. Actor Carl Rayner was so impressed by Crane that he offered the radio host a guest spot on the Dick Van Dyke show. That led to a role on the Donna Reed show, and Crane's agent became inundated with others and soon sent him a controversial script that Crane initially mistook for an insensitive drama. Bob, what are you talking about? This is a comedy, said the agent. These are the funny Nazis. Oh, no. Yeah, so. Yeah, Crane wasn't necessarily, like, the best person. Sounds like it. Well, he did think this was insensitive, but mm -hmm. he does something later that I, myself personally fine despicable anyways hogan's heroes premiered in the fall of 1965 and was an immediate success despite being a sitcom with a laugh track it stood out with risque world war ii humor that saw crane's toddler character pull the rug out from under nazi officers newly famous crane began philandering with abandon while married with children. He collected allegedly consensual nude photos 
and films of his sex partners and showed them off so frequently with cast and crew members that his dressing rooms became known as Porn Central. Oh, God. And once even while filming a Disney movie. That's disgusting. Yes. However, when executives found out, Crane's career dried up. Good. One of Bob Crane's mistresses was Hogan's Heroes co-star Patricia Olson. She became his second wife in 1970, and the couple had two children. With Crane's sexual exploits in the tabloids, however, his marriage and career floundered. He followed the few opportunities he had left in Scottsdale, where he would be found murdered Ooh. while starring in a self-produced play. Plot twist. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he was a piece of shit. Yeah. So, on June 29th, 1978, Victoria Ann Barry, one of Crane's co-stars, called 911 after discovering his body. It was the same day that his son was flying into town to visit his father. Police were unable to identify Crane due to the extent of his injuries Damn. and located the apartment leaseholder when Mill Dinner Theater manager Ed Beck. There was no way I could identify him from one side. The other side, yes. Improper procedure tainted the Bob Crane murder scene almost immediately. Mm -hmm. Barry was allowed to use the phone repeatedly while the Maricopa County Medical Examiner climbed over Crane's body and shaved his head to examine the wounds. Even Crane's son, Robert, was allowed inside the first floor apartment. What the fuck? He was two weeks shy of 50, recalled Robert. He says, I'm, I am making changes. I'm divorcing Patty. He wanted to lose people like John Carpenter, who had become a pain in the butt. He wanted a clean slate. John Carpenter was a regional Sony sales manager who had helped Crane with the photo and video equipment to document his sex life. Wait, the John Carpenter. Is it the John Carpenter who did Halloween? Because if so, that dude's a piece of shit too. Yeah. And when the women who fell by Crane's wayside no longer landed on Carpenter's lap after Crane's work dried up, he was purportedly furious. Robert believes that if it was Carpenter who killed his father. No, Robert believes that it was Carpenter who killed his father. They had a breakup of sorts, said Robert, of an angry altercation between the two men on the night Crane died. Mm. Carpenter lost it. He was being rejected. He was being spurned like a lover. There were eyewitnesses that night at a club in Scottsdale that said they had an argument, John and my dad. So who killed the Hogan's hero star? A lack of forced entry suggested the, to police that Bob Crane knew his killer. Police had found blood on the door of John Carpenter's rental car that matched Crane's blood type. Mm -hmm. And reports of Car Carpenter arguing with Crane that night prior made him a prime suspect. Mm -hmm. With no murder weapon or DNA testing, however, he wasn't charged. Then in 1990, Scottsdale detective Jim Raines found a previously overlooked photograph that appeared to show brain tissue in Carpenter's car. The tissue itself was long gone, but a judge ruled the photo admissible. Carpenter was arrested and charged in 1992, but renewed DNA testing of old blood samples proved inconclusive. Furthermore, Carpenter's defense at trial 
argued that any of the dozens of angry boyfriends or husbands Crane had <laughs> enraged with his conquest could have killed him. They also brought witnesses who claimed the two men had dined cordially the night before Crane's murder and did not argue. Carpenter was acquitted in 1994 and died in 1998. In 2016, Phoenix TV reporter John Hook wanted to reopen the case and use modern DNA technology to analyze the samples that were taken from the crime scene. If we can retest the stuff, maybe we can prove that the blood that was found in Carpenter's car was Bob Crane's. Although Hook convinced the Maricopa County District Attorney to do so, results proved inconclusive and destroyed the last remaining DNA from de Bob Crane's death. Mm. For Bob Crane's son, Robert... The mystery of who murdered his father has become a lifelong splinter in his mind, and sometimes he still thinks about who he who had the most gain from his father's death, Patricia Olson. Oh, that was his second wife, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. She was in the middle of a divorce with my dad. If there's no divorce, she keeps what she gets, and if there's no husband, she gets the whole thing. Mm -hmm. To his point, Olson had Crane dug up and moved to another cemetery without telling his family. Oh, that's shitty. Yeah, and set up a memorial website from which she sold Bob Crane's amateur tapes and nude photographs. But Olson died of lung cancer in 2007, and Scottsdale police have said she was never seriously considered as a suspect. There's still fog, said Robert, and when I say fog, it's the that word closure which i hate but there is no closure you live with death for the rest of your life man she sounds like a piece of shit too yeah like those nude photographs that's of women that didn't consent to that shit being shared everywhere yeah wow yep and that is the unsolved murder of bob crane hmm and John Carpenter. What the fuck? That dude's a horror icon. Sounds like he's also a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, you reckon? Oh, uh, damn. And when did he die? Okay, so, on. yeah, it's not the John Carpenter, so that helps me out a little bit <laughs> on my... It's not the horror icon John Carpenter. Yeah, he's still alive. Yeah, so I like. don't... Yeah, so I'm not sure which John Carpenter... This is, but yeah, don't be a dick and cheat on your spouse or, you know, or, uh, pass around, pass around unsolicited news. Mm. Yeah. And then you won't get got. Yeah. Jeez Louise, man. Okay. So it was John Henry Carpenter mm -hmm. that. Oh, he's a video equipment sales salesman. Yeah. So not the horror icon, John Carpenter, but, a video different dude yeah video okay. equipment salesman john carpenter so yeah i have no idea who <laughs> he had a lot of enemies and uh yeah sounds like it could have been anyone like the two obvious suspects would obviously be john carpenter and then his second wife yeah but like my theory is maybe the wife propositioned john since they were having beef and was just like well just just do him in and then I can give you some of the money that I get from him, and boom. Yeah. I mean, it could have been together. Yeah. So. It could have just been, like, a spur of the moment, like, they were in a super bad argument or something, and he just lost his shit for a second. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, that stuff happens. Yeah. So, I looked up 
you know, to see if it was the same John Carpenter. And it said, um, it said that, you know, they tested the DNA evidence and said that it was not from, there was actually two different DNAs, um, that they picked up from John Carpenter's car. And it said that the DNA result from one of them did not match Bob Crane and the other one that was an unknown, an unknown source. And, um, so in, whenever Crane was murdered in 1978, it sounded he was found dead in a pool of blood in his apartment. He had been bludgeoned to death with a camera tripod and had an electrical cable around his neck. Does that not sound like that would come from someone who does video video equipment sales? Possibly, but also, like, if he already had that stuff in his apartment and his wife knew about it, I mean... But That's yeah. wild. And this is a picture of him. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But yeah. So yeah, this is the uh, the death of Bob Crane. Um, I couldn't really find too much um, interesting stuff in Arizona. So I decided to go with this because this was the one of the most popular things that happened in okay. Arizona. True crime is always. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah bludgeoned to death with a camera tripod that must have taken okay so if you want to think about that though would his wife i mean i guess if she was mad enough she would have had the strength too because i don't know well i mean back in the day would camera tripods have been heavier than what we have now probably because i know cameras back then were a lot bigger too okay um But also to have the strength to do that. And plus when women, most of the time when women kill, it's not something as vicious. Like they're more likely to poison their husbands than they are to shoot them. Yeah, they have a, I don't want to say clean death, but. Something not as violent as. Because I feel like most of the time when women get mad, they are very calculated yeah and like they would be more likely to shoot someone or poison somebody but i don't know i feel like sometimes women just get i mean it could have been her it sounds like john did it though yeah i mean though he was acquitted so i mean he could go now and be like oh hey yeah i killed him and there's nothing they could do well he died in 98 i know well yeah but i'm saying like he could have been like oh yeah i fucking killed him yeah and there would have been nothing they could do because really he was acquitted, so he can't be tried again. It's called double double jeopardy. You can't be tried for Man. the same crime twice if you've been acquitted the first time. Even if evidence proves other... What the fuck is that shit? Yeah, it's called double jeopardy. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. So, you know, whenever they do um, trials for... Say, like, there's a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Well, they're only going to try for, like, one of the murders... Mm. And then if that one gets con- uh, convicted or found uh, convicted, then, you know, then they get sentenced. But if that one gets found not guilty, then they can try for the next oh, one. Oh, yeah. Because it's sense, yeah. two different crimes. Right. Yeah. That's wild. Okay. Well, that was interesting. Yeah. It says uh, the clause of the Fifth Amendment says the double jeopardy clause of the Fifth Amendment reflects the pattern of resistance to the arbitrary 
exercise of sovereign power that underlines other provisions of the Constitution and has recently been the subject of judicial decisions regarding waiver of double jeopardy. The clause provides that no person can be convicted twice of the same offense. This basic concept is found in English common law, although some scholars suggest that the idea has its origins in Roman law. But yes. Um, That's wild. You would think that something like that wouldn't be able to... Like, especially if you found evidence, rock-solid evidence. Yeah, definitely. You know, and but um, they are just able to be free because of that. But the, um, you know, I was, I wanted to be a forensic pathologist when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I would still love to do it now, but, you know. Um, so, I watched a ton of true crime stuff when I was, you know, younger. Mm-hmm. Um... There was this one case, and I got so pissed off about it because this man had uh, murdered all these women, and I think children, too. Oh, jeez. And they could not find enough evidence. Mm-hmm. So they went ahead and tried him, and like they searched his house up, down, top, bottom, you know, all, all the way around, mm-hmm. and... Um, could not find any like rock hard evidence right and um so they went ahead and tried him anyways why would they do that i don't fucking know knowing that if they can't find him guilty 100 percent, then like but let me finish my story (laughs) anyways so they tried him and he was acquitted god literally a month later something uh Anyways, they found pictures of uh, exactly what they needed. Oh, my God. In the air ducts. Oh, my God. In his house. A month later, and there was not a goddamn thing they could do about it. See, that is something they need to override that law, because that right there, like, he's just going to keep doing his shit. Yeah. And now he's free to do it. Yeah. Uh, Like, obviously, if he does it again, they can go back and retry him. Yeah. But, but found it in the air duct. They found all these pictures, and they could not try him again. We're going to have to end this episode, because I'm getting real pissed off. <laughs> wow. There, there's so much shit that I could go off on um, about with, like, you know, the judicial system. and Oh, well, yeah, obviously it's super... Not very greatly put together yeah there was actually this one that i watched on tv today when i went to my mom's house there's a show called fear thy neighbor Mm -hmm. and um we watched this one episode and this man was a complete belligerent idiot Mm -hmm. was like super like abusive to his wife and child and so the neighbor was actually best friends with his wife Mm -hmm. and kid so she actually helped them get away from him mm-hmm. and um but she didn't know where they were going she just took them to where yeah, yeah. they wanted to you know somewhere i think to the airport is what mm-hmm. they said well then that man uh started harassing this poor woman every single day Jeez. and stuff and um she was about five foot three, hundred and twenty five pounds, mm-hmm. and then he was like I think five five or whatever, and was like a hundred and eighty pounds. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot bigger than her. Yeah, 
And uh, plus, she was like 57 years old. Mm, yeah. And so, um, anyways, she was uh, getting out of her car and um, she had her dog with her. And the dog was like a little schnauzer. You know, not a yeah. big dog, yeah. nothing. So the man, he kept on like harassing this poor woman, yelling at her and whatnot. And um, the schnauzer, like he kept inching closer and closer to her. Mm-hmm. So the schnauzer started like barking at the guy and, you know, doing that, you know, where they rear down yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff mm-hmm. like to be like, get the fuck away from right. my human. Mm-hmm. And so he went to kick the poor dog. Oh, jeez. Well, this, no, this dumbass falls, <laughs> right? And it embarrasses himself. And he gets mad at the woman, takes a gun out, shoots and kills her. Oh, my God. Right there. And oh, it was wow. filmed because the people across the road had like a ring camera. Oh, shit, yeah. Well, then uh, one of the neighbors was outside and saw it. Well, he went over to go help the woman. And then another neighbor man came out and took his gun out and held him at gunpoint until... Well, good. Yeah. Well, me being me, I said I would have beat the ever-living shit out of him until the cops got well, there. Well, yeah. stomped his know. ass and been done with it. But anyways, held him at gunpoint until the cops got there. He was out on bail with less than 24 hours. Actually, I think less than 12 hours. Okay, if you murder someone... He said it was self-defense. Whatever. What yeah. was she doing? Yeah. She was literally walking to her house. It is on video that this man just took his gun out and just shot this poor defenseless woman. Yeah. And... All because, like, her dog was barking. And her dog's a miniature schnauzer. They're gonna be protective. I mean... Yeah, you but know, I've also protect. been bit by one of them things. Yeah. It's not like they can do a whole lot of damage if they can't get to your face. Yeah. Like... So... But, yeah, he took, shot this poor woman. Because, like I said, the dude was a complete douche dick. Uh, Sounds like it. But he he harassed this woman every single day, demanding to know where his wife was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, maybe if you were a better husband, she wouldn't have left your sorry ass. But, anyways. Um, See, if they have actual evidence, like, as much evidence like that, that someone murdered something, there should be no bail. Yeah. Yeah, that but that, but that is how fucked up the judicial system is. So fucking stupid. And, um, yeah, there's... But yeah, they have this on camera and everything. Well, and then he went and was on the damn Dr. Phil show less than two weeks later. And he's like, well, no, this was funny, though, because... What? He was there in his suit and everything, and he was uh, like, I was scared for my life. I did this in self-defense. And Dr. Phil said, how big was this woman? And and he, he said, and she was 57 years old, and you don't think you could protect yourself from the her? Like without the use of a gun? Yeah, and Dr. Phil pretty much, I mean, coming from him, because yeah. that dude's a little weird. But well, he's very, uh, yeah, I know. anyways. But yeah, and he was like, he pretty much told this guy that he was a sack of shit without actually saying he was a sack of shit. Well, good for him. Because yeah, like he's a murderer. Good grief. Yeah. But yeah, this is the judicial system and how fucked up it is. (sighs) Gotta love it. Where murderers and rapists get to walk free. Mm -hmm. That's my rant for the day. (laughs) Yeah. And if you want to hear more rants, let us know. Hey, look, just just subscribe, follow the podcast. You'll hear way more than that. Yeah, because I got an opinion about everything. I mean, you know. (laughs) So, yeah, if you have uh, any more info on the Bob Crane murder case, or if there's a particular case you would like us to cover, 
or me to cover because I'm the one that does this stuff, <laughs> uh, let us know. And uh, send us pictures of your pets. Yeah, please. We're going to beg for that probably every episode. Every, every single episode. <laughs> yeah, all of our links, our Instagram, um, all the podcast links, the email and everything is going to be in the show notes. Yep. So Instagram is at Tea Party with Ghosts. And uh, email is teapartywithghost at gmail.com. And on our Instagram, we have started posting random facts of the day. Yeah, so, so we get, like, daily posts of little interesting or funny tidbits or whatever. Yeah, like the one that I posted today was, did you know a dime has 118 ridges on its side? I did not know that. Yeah. Who went and counted that? <laughs> Jesus. Somebody. Very bored. That went, yeah, that went into, like, a hyper-focused, <laughs> manic... <laughs> <laughs> manic episode I which i do that sometimes well you know so yeah. but yeah so we will catch you guys next week yeah and ash will have something weird um yeah something for us yeah. <laughs> so okay bye bye